and do your podcast. Like I haven't watched enough TV and that I should be watching um, Dog with a Blog a little more, sweetie. And a say what All three in favor of the winner by unanimous decision. He is now the unified WBC, WBA, and WBO welterweight champion of the world. And still undefeated, Floyd Money Mayweather. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Dave Doscow Podcast. It is a beautiful Wednesday afternoon in downtown New York City. Started out a little rainy, and now it is just a lovely day. It's been a great week here in New York, and you know how obsessed I am with the New York City weather. A nice, lovely day in New York is the best kind of day on the planet. Because we know how bad and cold and rainy it can get. It's the first week in May... Coming off the biggest podcast yet with uh, our guest Sarah Silverman tweeting with her 6 million followers, and we have three new listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Joining me today in the studio, (laughs) I'll finish this voice in a second, but uh, (laughs) I'd like to open the show in the old-fashioned radio voice. Joining me in the studio today is the very beautiful, lovely dressed, always fashionable, and hilariously funny, Irene Bremis, everybody. Thank you, Dave. It's so good to be here. And I will retweet and you will lose three followers. That's how I operate. <laughs> That's what I've heard, That's sweetie. Sweetie. <laughs> Irene, thank you so much for coming today. My pleasure. Irene is a, uh, as you know, we've had her on the show before. She's also the person that does those uh, horrible pendulum picks. Oh, Dave. Uh, sorry, Irene. I it's brought just... her with me today and she can hear you. Well, uh, listen, they just weren't good in the last part of the season, and, uh, you know, everybody's upset about it. I mean, wow, everybody, yeah. the, the two or three listeners, I mean, are very upset about They're it. They're very <laughs> upset about it. I will make it up to the three of them, I promise. But besides the uh, pendulum picks, will you stop hitting the table? You know, that's what you did during turbocharge as well. I don't know what your problem is. you got to slap your knee. you got to slap the thing. What's the matter sorry. with you? You never sorry, talked into a microphone sorry. before? No You're fidgeting. talking to it every day. Sorry. It's okay. Sarah did the same thing. Okay. I had to, we I had to fidget. reprimand her as well. Irene... Tomorrow night, I mean, this comes out uh, Thursday morning at around 9 a.m. Tomorrow night, Irene's going to be at the Greenwich Village Comedy Club with uh, James Mad Dog Mattered and Joey Gay, the lovely Joey Gay, at 7.30 p.m., the Greenwich Village Comedy Club, one of the worst comedy clubs in the city, but um, I'm sure Irene will make it special. (laughs) Wednesday, May 13th at 9 p.m., she'll be at that anti-Semitic Nierberger Burger in Staten (laughs) Island. Is that, that's correct, right? That's correct. And I'm also going to be at the pit tomorrow night at the Treehouse, the new location. You're doing two o'clock. shows in one night? This is Don't unbelievable. be a jealous little bitch wow. about it, all right? Yeah, that's right. I'm big time on the block. Uh, why are you having Dustin Chapin on your show in Staten Island? Um, because is that how you're doing the Greenwich show? Yeah, that's, all, uh, that's, that's how, how I do. Works? I have to trade spots. No, if it were up to him, I don't think I would get booked. But um, Now, you know that uh, Dustin uh, likes black people. He does a lot of black stuff. Um, yeah, that's not going to go well in Staten Island. You don't think so? But he does do a lot you? of re- he does a lot of redneck stuff too, sweetie. And I oh, think okay. that will go favor. Uh, That'd be Gina very favorable. Savage, who I like very much. I love her. She's fabulous. Yes. And um, then Friday, May 29th, they'll be uh, live at the Brokerage Comedy Club at uh, Belmar, Long Island. Long Island. That's you love right. playing that club. I do love Long Island. 
Well, you like you play the brokerage a lot, though, right? I do, I do, and I like it. I like Long Island people. I like I like that Upper East Side. What's the, Long is there, Island? Is there a connection between the brokerage and governors? Uh yeah, it's actually, owned by the same people. Same people. Oh, That's right. That's right. I've never played there. Ever. Really? Isn't that funny? After all these years, you know where I play? I used to play the East East Side Comedy Club in. Mineola, New York, the uh-huh. Richie Mitterveni Club. Okay. I don't know if you remember that one. You're a little too young. Yeah, dearie. well, I am a little too young. I'm not as old as you. That's the, the main right, thing. Right, right, okay, is. right. Nobody, Nobody is. Nobody. I've yeah, never had a guest is. older than me, myself on the show. Um, but yeah, you, the Eastside Comedy Club was great. Mm-hmm. It was a really interesting club. It was uh, That's where Eddie Murphy started. Um, and a bunch of these Long Island comics that we know, like I think Gary Valentine and people like that, and um, King of Queens guy. Oh, there you go. Um, See, there you go. You're name dropping. Again. How am I name dropping? I just said they performed there. I didn't say I knew them. I no, mean, I'm just kidding. I used to know them in the 80s. And, right. Uh, they were always nice guys because Attell would, Attell and I would play there sometimes. And we always uh, thought, the, we were always calling them the Long Island guys, even though Attell was a Long Island guy, but he was also a city guy. Right. You know, me and him were city guys. And then we'd go out to Long Island. We'd meet those guys. And they were always nice, but they stayed on the island or worked on the road. Right, they were, they were nice guys, but yeah. they weren't city guys. They weren't the city guys. Well, I'll tell you what, you have to come to the brokerage because they're going to love you there. I don't think so. Me? They don't like me anyway. They love it. No, that's not true, Dave. I'm Everybody not good, loves Irene. you. I came here today and your doorman is gushing over you. He absolutely loves you because he got the meeting with Seinfeld. <laughs> so cute. Well, that's because I did the Seinfeld invitation for him the other day. He was going crazy. <laughs> he called Seinfeld by accident and then I was able to do, like, I'm like, hey, you know what I hate the most? I mean, Jesus, what's the What kind of people are you letting in this building? And he, you know, for somebody like that, he was just like, "Oh my god, uh, yeah, that's the funniest yeah. thing!" His I've impression ever seen. is a little horrible, though. I have to say, you know, he's mixing it up. Oh, with he's the, trying to do this. With, yeah, he was trying really hard. But well, every day from? I see him now, and it's getting annoying. I don't know where the hell he's from. He's Sri Lanka um, or something. Well, his name is Seems Ahmed. Like, so Ahmed, there you go. It's from right, you can never good. be too safe, sweetie. You know that, right? <laughs> but um, every day I see him now, he goes, "Hello, my friend. <laughs> Hello," and then I do the the new. I do it the right way. Right. Hello, my friend. Hello. I just called to say, and he's like, "Oh, oh you make me so happy!" Neil Diamond's here. Uh, when last time I, when I was, what? How do you pronounce that? Nuremberger, Bovenparten. Nuremberger, oh, Nuremberger, and they loved you there. They absolutely loved you no, there. They, Irene, I yes, was horrible. Yes, no, I don't understand, Dave. We have a different perception of your performance that night. I thought you did great. Well, I was just fooling around. The problem is, I mean, if I don't prepare, I'm not good. And I don't know. I think I, I feel like if you had like a whip, have you material. would be lashing yourself in the back at least forty times. I'm still doing material from the eighties. I listen. I know when I impressions do impressions never die, Dave. They never die. I mean, have you even met me? Have you? I mean, listen. Let, they all die. Listen, oh, I can't do Charlton Heston anymore. Nobody knows who that is. And my my big money, Ernie Douglas from My Three Sons. I can't pull that off anymore. Well, you can't. Do you know every day I see John Stewart? He goes, are you still doing that Ernie Douglas? To mock me. (laughs) To mock me. He's like, what's up with that Ernie Douglas? And Smeichel does the same thing. In fact, on the email the other day, he called me Chip. I think he forgot. It's Ernie I do. I'm talking, nobody knows what it is. There was a show called My Three Sons back in the 60s. I'm telling you people... This was my bread and butter. This is how we started. The name, and whatever name I have in this business is all because of this ridiculous invitation, which I started doing in high school, mm. of a show from the 50s or 60s called My Three Sons. Now, Great this, show. It, it was an okay show. And there was right. a young kid out and he had glasses and I used to do an imitation, but it was nobody was doing, nobody ever did this imitation before. So I would go, well, gee, Uncle Charlie, I didn't think it'd be so sore. It was the stupidest thing and I did it. And people, when I was in high school, 
And I was in Greece, the production of See, Greece. See, now I love that, Dave. I don't know what you're talking about. That is funny shit, okay? And TV yes, land, it, you could, you don't, you don't need to, you know, everybody can, no, knows who my three sons are. No, they don't Yes, anymore. they do. Irene, you're just not with TV it anymore. Land, you live in Staten cable, Island, you're a little out Netflix, of it. you can find it somewhere, sweetie. It's Come not, on. listen, right, it's, okay. don't blame I yourself. I went too it's, far with Netflix. You did, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, nobody knows who that is anymore. It's all right. I've, mm-hmm. I've learned to live with that. Okay. Now, because I, I remember the day that, you know, I used to close with that. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. I used that to close. Be, right, I understand. People that was your went crazy. It was really, I didn't think you'd be so sore. I, I couldn't perform after it. It was so right. Now, I don't I had a pair of glasses that yeah. I put on just like the kid in the, in the show. And I could. And I remember the day that I opened with it. You know, it was like, oh, and then and I had be, a new closer, whatever that yeah, was. Yeah, that's you know? it. Exactly. You, did you have a new closer? Or I did had you a new closer. It? No, but Your I don't wand. remember what it was. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I think it was Bruce Springsteen or something. I was oh. doing all the hack stuff, you know. <laughs> right. But I always... You know, I think the reason I had a pretty good reputation was because I would always try and do imitations that people weren't doing, um, you know, like that or James Spader. I tried really hard to do ones that not to do Jack Nicholson or Sylvester right, right. Stallone. You, you tried or, to do more unique um, characters. Yeah, I used to do Michael Hutchins from In Excess. I mean, nobody was doing that's, that. That's <laughs> great. Now, stupid. why can't we get you to do more contemporary, you know, I just characters. don't have it anymore. I can't pick it up. Oh, come on, Dave. You know, I can do I can still do Michael Caine, but everybody <laughs> does that. And I can do Nicolas Cage and everybody does that. And I, I also, bet you if I th- I can still do the Spader still works because yeah, the he's Spader in the blacklist, still works, exactly. You can still do yeah, that. How about Nicolas Cage? Yeah. Well yeah, I can do that because I kinda <laughs> look like I'm a little <laughs> But now everybody kinda does it, so it's not the same. I was doing it really early on. I, I think I if I you. kept throwing see, that's great. <laughs> I bet you if I kept throwing people at you, you'd be able to do them all. Stop Maybe. it. I yeah. don't know. Well, I don't know what and your I, problem um, is, Dave. But if I gotta tell you this story though. When I was in high school, I was in a production of Greece. And uh because I didn't get I I was very upset. There was only uh wait, I I just want to play my usual um thing when I say Greece. What are, you, what are you doing here? I played every week. I, I, I thought you were going back to Australia. We had a change of plan. Okay. <laughs> well, that's cool, baby. I mean, you know how it is. Rocking and rolling and whatnot. Danny? <laughs> that's my name. Don't wear it out. What's the matter with you? <laughs> What's the matter with me, baby? What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. What happened to the Danny circle I met at the beach? I don't know. Well, there do must be like two of us. I don't know. I can't get enough of it. I love anyway. that. That makes me want to just get up and, and do a duet. You know <laughs> well, what I mean? When that starts going, I love it. Well, oh. when I was in um, high school, the, you know, I, I mean, the, all, the only creative outlet was the theater, mm. was plays. So um, when I wasn't cast in a play, I was devastated. And mm. I feel like, an, and I, to this day, I'm still angry because all my friends were cast in Greece and there was no part for me because uh, I had already done this dramatic thing called the night Thoreau spent in jail and I played Henry David Thoreau <laughs> so I wasn't allowed to be in the next production as the lead um, because my dramatic work was so powerful it was so powerful <laughs> and if you look it up online apparently that show ruined the theater department it like ba- made them bankrupt because nobody came oh god <laughs> who would want to see that it's worse <laughs> than doing the diary of Anne Frank <laughs> that even brings in money so <laughs> it's pretty bad but um, anyway we did the production of Greece and I got the chorus but I was very upset because all my friends had leads. So my drama teacher, who I liked very much and was very influential in my life, mm-hmm. um, said, I want all the people in the chorus to be their own characters. I want them to be, you know, a character. I want you to come up with a character. And I said, 
you know, and they said, somebody from the 50s. And I said, can I be Ernie Douglas? <laughs> I mean, I was still doing the invitation, you understand, right. in right. high school. Right? I mean, it's just, it was a whirlwind of this particular if it's invitation. it's not broken, don't fix it, Dave. It worked for a long time. I know. So, um, so I said, can I do it? So he goes, yeah, sure, he's from the 50s. So I'm telling you, this invitation, had a, there's no reason to believe that it, that I wasn't going to be huge in this <laughs> invitation. It, it had an end, it was like a thing of its own. Did, did my little chorus part became this thing where all of a sudden now I was helping the teen angel out. I was his helper and I came in on that rope, you know, right. swinging on the swinging rope. And I was totally excited. Yeah. And then the teen angel, like I bought something to whoever he was, he was talking to Frenchie. Remember, and uh, and then I bought him something, and he slaps me in the face, and I say, "Well, gee, I didn't think you'd be so sore." <laughs> and I mean, it, it screams from the audience, and they were crazy. They don't even know what's going on. They're like, "Wait, I, I, what is he doing, Ernie Douglas, in the middle of Greece? This is this phenomenal." And the, the, the place went crazy. Yeah. And 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 then I ended up getting my own curtain call. Well, you know what it is? It's your, like many all others. You Douglas. were you were like a childhood star. And, you know, Which the ends bar up was so high. <laughs> it was. It was because I was one of those guys that was, you know, this guy's going to make it. He's going to be big and I'm going to end up in gay porn. I mean, there's no way That's out. That's right. Yeah. This exactly. is what happened. Look at you. And the worst part is, is that um, I was listening to Gilbert's podcast the other day. And I might have mentioned this, that he said, you ever notice the guy that wins class clown? I think he said it to a tell. Uh. Always becomes the funniest guy in his office. Well, that <laughs> happened to me. I became class clown. <laughs> And I was definitely the funniest guy in my office. I mean, it's a fact. Um, so I don't know That's what some happened. Of the people in your office, though, Dave. Now Come I have on. the uh, podcast, yeah. which is um, fantastic. You know, a way to, to make my comeback. I love this podcast. I love the fact that you also started with the fight as the intro. Thank you for that. Well, um, yeah, I was, I was going to talk about. It. Well, I was going to talk about my. Um, I, I just want to say, um, yeah, no, let's talk about it now. I want to talk about my weekend. I want to talk about everybody's okay. weekend. Now, right, let's talk the about funny the thing about the fight is, now, first of all, Irene, you are so hot. Thank you. So for you, th- th- when I asked you to do the pendulum thing, I don't even think I knew that you liked sports. Isn't that something? But ladies and gentlemen, this is what Irene said on Facebook uh, about the fight. Oh, my God. I so love you, So excited for Mayweather versus Pacquiao fight tonight. And then I was like, well, all girls are saying whatever, because maybe she's just watching at a cool place. Then she goes, although to me, Mayweather should have manned up five years ago when Pacquiao was unstoppable. Mayweather may score points in block, poke and shield, you know. But judging from his last ass whipping with the, May- I can't even pronounce it, Maidana, it's touch and go. Although he still may have a shot, especially because the same ref who called the slip when he was down will be calling the fight tonight. I mean, you know your shit. I mean, this was unbelievable. I mean, the, the odds of you doing research just to look cool are ridiculously slim. I love so this so came much. from the heart. Yes, yes. I was furious with that fight. Why do you know about boxing? Because I love boxing, Dave. I love it so much. I mean, I really honestly wish that if I could relive my life, I would have. I probably would have tried to be like Million Dollar Baby. I would have gone for the boxing, and I, I'd have like Clint Eastwood as my as my coach. You know, I, I have to have that sort of a thing. You know, I, I, know I, you I also... love boxing. Love it. I know you also do personal training, and mm-hmm. I swear if you lived here in the city, I would absolutely love to have you because you have done wonders with our friend Mike Buschetti from the Artie Lang Show. I mean, he Mike Buschetti good. was a big, fat, disgusting slob. He looks great. And you have trimmed this guy down, I, and he looks 
amazing. Thank you, Dave. Thank I don't know you. what you've done. He praises your praise, but he praises yeah. everybody, so you never know what to yeah, think. Yeah, I know. You until know. you see the proof. Right, exactly. When he shows the photos. Yeah. So are you all, do, it looks like you also, when you're doing personal training, you do, it looks like he's doing boxing. He looks is like boxing, and I teach him your, how to box, too. And yeah. I, I just started, you know, I'm training Rachel again. Started training Rachel. Oh, I didn't know that. That's Rachel right. Feinstein. Feinstein, that's right, or Steen, whatever you're feeling. It's apparently Stein. Is I it Stein? This, I always wanted to call her Feinstein because I thought Feinstein was too Jewy, but oh. she says that's how it's pronounced, and I was pronouncing it wrong all these so years. So it's Stein. I was trying to take it down a Jew. Okay, yeah, <laughs> I, that's what I was. Yeah, me too. It's What's Stein. It, it's Stein. Yeah, who would want to be called that? Oh my God! I took. No, we have known her for so long, and we have been calling her Steen this whole time. That's yeah. pretty bad. Is it Bruce Springsteen or Stein? No, it's Steen. We well, know that. but I'll that's call him Bruce e. Springsteen when I see him, just that's as a gag, good. you know, because he loves it. Uh, Dave, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I don't know what imitation that was. But, I, I uh, don't know. Well, it's a funny thing because I can right. usually do. You know, Springsteen. When you talk to him in person, he's 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 an idiot. Is like he? if you see him on interviews, he doesn't do a lot of interviews. Right. Obviously, he's very bright. Uh-huh. He sings really good, but but apparently, uh, like Whoa. when you talk to him in an interview, he sounds like a moron. Why? What do you think? He's I don't afraid, know. Shocked? No, or, I no. I think he just can't communicate. He can't communicate somehow. Isn't that right. odd? Yeah, well, and he's yeah. obviously very bright. When he's on stage, he can communicate and tell the story. But apparently, right. when he's off, he's just like, oh, you know, I just sounds like Bill not, Cosby. Exactly. You know, he's not in his comfort zone. I you guess know his comics can be like that. Oh, you know, you're absolutely right. Am I right. absolutely right? Of course point. I am. That's right. Yeah, so like, many comics really, are you like... really can't have a... a, a like, Louis C.K. is kind of a freak. Like, he can't really I never have met a normal him. conversation. Never met know? him. Love him, though, and love his show. But neither can it tell. Yeah. Yeah, he's a freak. He's he's a little... You, know, you can't quite... really sit down and have a conversation with him. You know, I mean, you can, but it's always weird, and they don't look you in the eye. Yeah, some comics can be really awkward. You yeah. know what I mean? But I, I love David Tell. Yeah, the brilliant ones. Yeah, they're a little awkward. Like, uh, may, I guess. What Jim, does that say about you and I? Because we can actually look each other in the eyes. We're doing now. And well, so I feel we very awkward right now, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. So anyway, let's get back to the boxing, though. I was very furious with the boxing, Dave. Everybody was. Did you hear what happened today? As I mean, a matter of fact, um, no, I didn't read it. Read it to me. Oh, oh my God! Did they talk about a rematch? That's what they were doing. Well, of course they're talking about the which rematch, which is ridiculous. But, um, I'm starting to think it's a fix. Breaking news. This is breaking news about the fight. Apparently, uh, somebody is going to sue. I don't know. They're they're bringing up a litigation because apparently people knew Pacquiao's shoulder was injured and didn't say anything. And now people, there's going to be a litigation. And I wonder... Cable, uh, cable customers might get their money back or maybe half or something. I don't know. Oh They're starting my. a litigation. Breaking oh, news today. Oh, oh I, lo- I didn't even hear about this. It's n- I just gave you breaking news. That's why you listen to the okay, podcast. This is, break- <laughs> this is unbelievable. Also, you, are, you are the also, podcast to listen to. More breaking news today. Tom Brady knew about Deflategate. Have you heard? Uh-uh. It's all breaking news. Breaking right news, Right here on the Tom Name Just Brady? Got podcast. Apparently, he is going to be, there's going to be some, a little bit of backlash action. Mm -hmm. They say he could get suspended for four games. Uh, The balls were, there was a 243-page report. The balls were deflated by whoever in the locker room, whatever, and Tom Brady had knowledge. Of Uh, course he did. did I could tell that he was lying. Belichick did not. 
Well, listen, this is what the report says. Whatever the case may be, you don't have to whisper. It's like you're saying like a secret. Like, oh, sorry. You're like, Come on, give me a break. Um, but apparently the, the case is, the report has been now studied for four months and the, the findings are that Brady knew and the balls were deflated. How did Brady game. know? I need details. I, I, I don't, they haven't disclosed the details. They I haven't just gave disclosed you the, it. The breaking, the breaking news. news. I got breaking news. I got it. Oh man, I can't believe but that. with and regards was, to the fight. Um, he, I, I was just starting to worship Brady a little bit because I saw that, you know, who the hell has his life that he can go from no one. the, I mean, are you kidding The devil. Me? He went from the derby <laughs> To the match all in one day. Listen, oh, that too. I mean, right, that's right. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. who has his life? He's got the life of Riley. He's his like, life is exactly depicted in the Broadway musical Damn Yankees, <laughs> where he makes a deal to sell his soul to the devil, which that's clearly it. happened. That's it. I'm going to give you good looks, a supermodel wife, uh-huh. uh, four Super Bowls. Exactly. And uh, whatever the hell else you want, it's just throw it in there. Just uh, when you die. I'm going to take your soul. Is that cool? I'm going to take your soul. And there's Sounds just going to be one mishap with the deflated ball incident. Yeah, that's it. That's all you're going to have to go through. <laughs> that's it's one it. thing. It's one thing. It's not a big deal. That's it. And you're going to have super babies. Right, exactly. And they'll probably be able babies. to be lawyers and get you out of this deal with me. Exactly. Look me at being that. the devil. And I was just so <laughs> jealous of him. I'm like thinking to myself, wow, this guy made it to the Kentucky Derby. You see him there, and then all of a sudden he's in um, Las Vegas and he's watching the fight. I mean, you, you know, want to be Tom Brady. The funny thing is, is that, well, in Tom a way, Brady. I was Tom Brady this weekend, and that's what I was going to tell you. Uh, oh. I like talking about my weekends. And I'm Giselle. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a, uh, you know, t- I, I had a poor man's Tom Brady weekend. Okay. In the sense, uh, the last two weekends I haven't done anything. I didn't even leave the house. I don't know why. So I, I think I pack everything into one palace. night. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it is a nice sized apartment. It yes, is, it's but it's very just nice. not decorated. As Sarah pointed out last week, she gave me a lot of shit about it. I, Maybe I you should just remove the stuffed animals off the couch. I my think cleaning lady put them there. <laughs> Those are puppets from uh, the, my old puppet pick show. I used to where the puppets made picks before I found your pendulum. Okay, you're right. I can see that there's a place to shove your hand up their asses. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so listen, what I did. I woke up very early and I did a charity walk for ALS. Thank you so much. Bravo. Well, you're such an altruistic person. I love you, great? Dave. I'm just the greatest guy. You so, are. Um, and then uh, my friend Lee, who we, we do the charity work for his wife because her father had ALS. I know Lee. I love yes. Lee. Lee Maracas. Yes. Um, we had tickets. Uh, he has season tickets to the Giants games. He's the guy I go to the Giants games with all the time. So apparently for the draft, they let everybody – you know, you have a tailgate, just as if it's a game, and they let everybody on the field, and you can kick field goals, and you can go in the locker room, and that's what we did after. We went to the Meadowlands, and we had a tailgate, and we drank, and we ate, just like we would do at any other, you know, tailgate of the day before the show, just like on the show. That's incredible. Did you bring your special dip? The no double dipping? <laughs> no. No, I didn't bring anything because we were them? just coming okay. from the walk. Right? I, I couldn't carry know, that around. I know. So, um, but thank you for uh, pointing that out again. It's so pretty. <laughs> it was multi-leveled and right. colorful. And he thinks of everything. That's why I love you. <laughs> well, um, the last time I uh, went in October when I was talking about my weekend, it t- took an entire show. Because that was the night Sarah was on SNL, went to SNL, went to the party, and I was describing in detail, went to the after party, went to the after after party, then I went to the Meadowlands, the tailgate at 8 in the morning, then I went to the game, and then I went to a Broadway play. Okay, you know what? You are so... All, you just like, superseded Tom Brady. That's what I'm saying. But this weekend, it's so weird, and I don't know why that is. Once again, so I'm at the, the tailgate, and uh-huh. I'm drunk, 
and you know whatever i'm full i'm high i'm drunk whatever Good for you we're, i kicked field goals there's some video amazing um and might i say uh you know with a bunch of guys my age trying to kick field goals the <laughs> running is the hardest part the running to kick the field goal how those guys that's, <laughs> that's the part which is the hardest if i just stood there and kind of place kicked it <laughs> I think I could have gotten it through, but the running confuses you. But Dave, you're always on the city bike. I don't understand. That's good cardio. Well, I haven't been all weekend. Oh, okay. all winter rather. You know? All winter. That's yeah. true. So That's I'm just true. starting again. Okay, right. But it's not so much out of breath. It's just you have to time it right. That's uh-huh. why Charlie Brown always misses that ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, it's pulled away, but it's hard to run and kick. Yes, it is. You're multitasking. Yeah, you're using and uh, all guys aren't good at that. That's why girls would be better field goal kickers. I'm surprised there aren't any. I think so. I'm surprised too. But um, so then I did that. So then the Kentucky Derby was happening. So I was like, where can I make a bet? They don't have the OTBs here in the city anymore. So the Meadowlands has a racetrack. And you could do it. But I'm like, eh, I don't want to go in there. But I had all this time to kill. You're not committing to your gambling. And that's upsetting. I want you to no, commit. No, no, no. I did. Oh, you did. Okay, good. Yeah, let me finish. Sorry. I apologize. All right. So I'm driving out of the parking lot. I'm like, uh, maybe I should stop at the track. All of a sudden, I see outside Derby window. They're taking bets right in the outside. So I just <laughs> turned the car around, you know, like in the movie, you know, like a, a stop to a halt. And then I backed up and I parked in the thing and waited online to make my derby bets. Okay. And all of which I lost. All of which you lost. Now, didn't you know who the favorite was? Yes, I did. But see, what I do is, um, and I'm going to be doing this on May 30th down at Monmouth Park. This is what I do. When I do a trifecta box, mm. you know what that is, right? Yes, I do. You know, that's a, you get three horses in a row, but with the box, you can mix them up. Right. So I usually take two favorites and a long shot. Mm. So that's what I did. I had American Pharaoh and I had the the eight horse, I can't pronounce his name, Dartmouth or whatever. Uh-huh. But oh, I didn't right, pick right, the second right, horse because it was a favorite. Right. So I picked a long shot because well, that's the only way you win shot? money. Ocho, ocho, ocho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That one. And also there was one I think called, uh, it's a knockout. I was going with the boxing. Okay, all right. So I picked those two in, you know, I picked a couple of trifecta boxes right, right, right. with the 18 horse mm-hmm. and the eight, which were the ones that came in or right. eight, eight, maybe the three, whatever. And a long shot one, because that's how you win money. Right. So, you know, if I'm going to bet, you know, what what did the trifecta pay? I think it paid 200 bucks. Well, that would have been nice. Yeah. But I was looking for the big 500 to to $1,000, you know, payout. Nice. Uh, and then I, you know, had some backups. But, you know, there's like 24 horses in yeah, that there. Yeah, there are. It's, it's, it's tough. That's it why really I like is. when you're at the Monmouth racetrack, it's like eight to 10 horses. It's a lot right, easier Right, right. And, and, and do you ever, like, examine the jockeys? I like to pick the jockeys because they're the ones that are <laughs> oh, really... Oh, I wasn't sure what you yeah. were... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the way it came out, I wasn't sorry sure about that. That did sound very horrible. Well, let me see I your backside. Yeah. <laughs> let me see what you've got there, sweetie. Anyway, but um, that was a great. Did you see that race? No, but, and I'll tell you. Oh why. my gosh, <laughs> Dave! I'm telling you, this was one of the best I've ever seen. It was crazy. It was so close. Like the, it, it, it was just insane, right down to the finish. It was unbelievable. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. It was a good race. Um, good race. No, I'll tell you why I didn't see it in a second, but. Um, when I went to the, you know, a lot of times I have the Dave Jessica Invitational down at Monmouth Racetrack, and uh, this year we're doing it for um, uh, a friend of mine's uh, daughter. Mm. Um, in, in a sad thing, but it, but also uh, to to commemorate how much she loved the track. <laughs> <laughs> this little girl. Um, so w- when I told my nieces came, and I'm like, "Oh, here come the jockeys," and they talk like, the, you know, when remember when you meet the jockey, and they say. Right, right, right. I yeah. said like that, and they were making fun of me. And then uh, we met the jockeys, and they talk like that. <laughs> and they're <laughs> like, 
And they're like, Uncle David, how did you know the way they talk? And I'm like, I told you, they talk like that. They thought I was making fun. But a lot of times they do kind of talk like that. But I was imitating a Simpsons episode. (laughs) We are the evil jockeys. They do. But they do. There's just, I, I don't know why, little person has to, you know, mean it's funnier that with you the have Spanish a high pitched voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. It is a high pitched uh, helium kind of voice. But what happened to me after this, so I went to the track, then I had to go see my nephew's play. He was in a version of Willy Wonka that my sister directed. There was no way out of it. Wait a minute. So your sister directs. Um, plays? Little junior high school plays. Wow, yeah. look at that. Oh, so it's this, horrible. Is it horrible? Each one's worse Willy than the Willy Wonka? How could you do that? How could you mess that up? Just well, No, actually, it's hard. It's because a hard junior thing high kids direct. are horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> like I said to my sister, I mean, this is how bad it is. I'm like, oh, just we once evil. can we do a high school production? I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's how desperate I am. Yeah. Now, the night before, I went with uh, Sarah, and we were talking about this last. Sarah's writing a Broadway musical with Adam Schlesinger, who is possibly one of the greatest, most catchiest, hit writers ever wow I mean, this guy's great now i don't think we talked about it on the show last week we we skimmed on it that she's writing this musical with this guy this is the guy to do it with that's amazing this guy wrote he's in fountains of wayne so he wrote stacy's mom mm. one of the catchiest tunes ever everybody you're looking at me like you don't know stacy's mom no i'm just i'm shocked that she's she's working with this guy i'm not shocked i think that's amazing though right but he also wrote one of my favorite songs that i probably sing on a daily basis which is that thing you do from the movie, that thing you do. You doing that thing you do. Someone to hold me. Do you know that one? Yes, I do. I do. I do. It's a little foggy. I admit it. That's okay. It's from like 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. You've got to picture this. That's Tom Hanks' first directorial uh, movie. Now, he must have gone to this guy, Adam Schlesinger, and said, I need a song a really poppy song mm. that you can hear over and over again and never get sick of. Right, right. And he did it. And he did it, right? <laughs> I mean, I never He's get sick of this guy. song. Yeah, and it's exactly. in the movie throughout, and you never get <laughs> sick of it. You you can't wait to hear it again. Right. It's amazing. So then I found out, which I can't even believe, I was looking him up, and he wrote uh, this song for... Uh, <laughs> this is going <laughs> to just... As if I'm not gay enough. Oh, my God. And if, as you were saying, it almost looked like you were going to cry. Well, you started fanning yourself with your fingers that are spread apart. <laughs> you did look quite gay. Uh, Go ahead. There's sweetie. this Let band that I like. It's called Bowling for Soup. It is a band that 15-year-old boys or girls like. Not even girls, probably. And, mm-hmm. I mean, they just... I don't know whether I, I... I can't remember whether I said this last week or not. But they were on the Jimmy Kimmel show when Sarah and Jimmy were dating. And I couldn't wait. I took a picture with them. Bowling for Soup, wait. are they a boy? I've never heard of them. So no, I, I understand you haven't. Okay. I know. But they, they write a lot of catchy tunes that I like, but like I what? understand that. Can you that sing just one, please? High school never ends. Uh-uh, 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 oh, uh-uh, oh, uh-uh, oh, uh-uh. But they didn't write that one. It turns out this guy, Adam Schlesinger, did. Uh, what? Yeah. But they write a, a bunch of other right. ones like, um, uh, they wrote this song called 1985. Uh, Springsteen, Madonna, way before Nirvana, there was YouTube. Uh, okay, Blondie, I like that song. I don't know right, the words, right. but okay, that is very All right, catchy. So, right, so I like That's these catchy. guys, right? Yeah, I like right. a lot of, a lot of their, I like poppy Now tunes. I know who who sings that song. I had no idea. Yeah, I would for sing soup. along. Yeah, and they're, they're, like guilty they're really pleasure, funny guys. They're in, and I like those kind of poppies, 80s-like songs. I can't help it, all right? Yeah, and okay. obviously other guys do too because they write them. So, I mean, these guys are all my age. Right, right. So anyway, we're at the Jimmy Kimmel show. This is unbelievable. You're going to love this. We're at the Jimmy Kimmel show. The band's on, and you know we're in a certain section because I'm with Jimmy and with Sarah, and we're with Val Kilmer. Ooh, right, right, why I don't know. 
So I go in front to watch the band. It's like a small section of the bar, not before they were outside. And um, and I'm I'm singing along <laughs> to the lyrics. I'm da- uh-huh. I'm bopping up and down like like a little schoolgirl. Uh-huh. And I look behind me, and Jimmy and Val Kilmer are completely mocking me. They're, like, they're pointing at me. They're like, what the? Val Kilmer just keeps going to Jimmy. Wait, you know this guy? Is he retarded? Like, I mean, it was it was so embarrassing, but I couldn't help myself, and I wouldn't stop. Like, I was trying to be cool, but then they played another song. I'm like, oh, my God, I know all the ones to this and one, too. And you just couldn't. So the associate producer comes around and starts giving out CDs to all the girls in the oh. thing, and he gives me one. I'm like, no, 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 I can't, I'm afraid. He goes, no, you're obviously a fan you know they saw me <laughs> the whole place saw me bouncing around like an idiot this yeah. was like a couple years ago oh it's not God. like I was yeah, you know, exactly. 20 well, I mean, did you get an I autograph I know no I got a picture it's better than an autograph oh, I got a picture better. with the band like one of those Saturday Night Live photos where they have a picture of the band and then they have the card before the band comes on. <laughs> it's a professional photo with those guys and I'm like wearing like a work shirt I look like an idiot oh, it's like sweetie. but um you know, I, I love it, and it's like I, you're just letting your freak. What is it? Your free freak flag fly, sweetie. Uh, that's all right. Val Kilmer. What is he like? It. What is he like? I heard he's not the. Is he's he an the, idiot. He's an idiot. I heard he is an idiot. I heard yeah, he's but not still, the you know, person. How dare no, he judge right. you? I know, and that's right. And that was before. I think he was just getting chunky. Yeah. And uh, but you know, if you have Batman, he plays you, Jim Morrison. <laughs> you're not Jim Morrison, Val. But he's no. also Batman. He's also he's a lot of things. I'm a comic book yeah. guy. It, uh, this is this was not a good day. It wasn't a good day, but you got that uh, CD, and that's all that matters. The point of the story is yes. I went with uh, Sarah and Adam to see this Broadway musical on Friday night called Fun Home, mm. which, you know, she goes, do you want to see the show? And I'll, I'll never pass down a show because, right. uh, listen. Because you're gay. I'm just kidding. Obviously. No, cause you no love- there's no other yeah. excuse. <laughs> I'm obviously gay. Again, I told you if my apartment didn't look like this I know. and my wardrobe, I oh, would be gay. it was classic. We have to set it it's up. It's the only I know. thing that makes me not gay. Yeah, exactly. Um. And I mean, this show, what is it? It's sports and it's theater. I mean, right. wait till you see my Tony's episode. Ooh. <laughs> and don't think that's not happening. That is, it is happening. I got I Liza Minnelli's publicist. Ooh. He comes on. Nice. And we talk theater. Right. That's it. So I go to see this fun home, which was pretty good. It's in the round. It's um, it's a, this, some lesbian as a cartoonist or something. It's based on her life. and But it was very good. And they had a bunch of nine-year-olds uh, singing and dancing. And, they're, and it's good. It's mm-hmm. very entertaining. So when I see my sister's show and I see a bunch of nine-year-olds and they can't do what these kids on Broadway were doing, I get disappointed. Oh, God. And you I'm didn't like, your show stinks. Them. Oh, here we go. I did. You are so terrible. These kids have dreams, Dave. I, it's up to me to knock them down as people oh did to me. Oh, my God. You are so <laughs> That's awful. Why I'm, are you I should be therapy? somebody's father, shouldn't I? <laughs> you, need to, you, you should be somebody's mother. That's really what it comes down to. I know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we went to, I went to see the show. And I, I, I put myself together in the car because I was kind of a little drunk still. And right. I put myself together like I changed my clothes. I tried to put on some clothes. It probably okay. smelled horrible because I was next to the grill and you all, know, all right, this stuff. And, and then I saw the show. And, I never, and it's just funny because every time I keep going to a tailgate and I have an all-night day, I've got to see a play in between. I don't, I don't know what's going on. All right. <laughs> so then after that, we went out for dinner. Where'd had you a go to dinner? More drinks. Just somewhere in uh, Scotch Plains, Just, New Jersey. Okay, I don't right. Know. Yeah, what's going and on? And then okay. I was like, "Can I still make the fight?" Yeah, I was worried, but I was able to drive into the city uh, and make the fight yeah, and went I, to a you bar. Know what? You are my hero, a rock star for making the day. fight. I love this <laughs> man. You. Yes, that was the plan. Can I do it all? Oh, can I, I love do you it for all? That. I thought right. I'd have to give up one thing or the other, but I never gave up anything. And I said, "I think I can make the fight." I went to this uh, great bar that my friend Kenny, his um, our friend uh, Mike Casey, owns. 
uh, downtown called uh, I can never remember the name of it. It's uh, down on like in Tribeca area. What's it called? I just told you I can't remember. <laughs> I know I did it on purpose, but you have to remember these things, okay? I don't know why I can it's never good remember. To exercise but your brain. Um, really nice guys own it, uh-huh. and um, it's on Reed Street. And what they were watching the fight there? Yeah, they had it there, so oh, it was beautiful, nice. and I, I made it just in time. I Ooh. mean, it couldn't have been more perfect. Oh, it was so great! And you know, so it was sort of a, like the Oscars this year. Did you see that whole thing? Like they had I came Paris in Hilton. just as it started, oh, so I didn't did, right. see any of the fun stuff yeah. with Jimmy Kimmel walking oh, out. That God. looked hilarious. Jimmy Kimmel, Louis C.K. It was really they they, they really what did hyped Louis it do? up. I didn't oh, see. Louis, they just showed him at the fight. You know, they got oh, just a close up of him at the fight. And who was it that sang? That was some weird situation, though. I guess they started off with the Mexican national anthem, which I thought was a little strange. Oh. What Pacquiao's not Mexican, is he? I don't know what it was. It was. It was. I think. Isn't it, he I don't know what it was. It wasn't Filipino. I don't think it was Filipino. Well, maybe it was. Uh, was it? It didn't seem Mexican. like Where's... it was. Isn't Filipino more French? It sounded I Spanish. Don't know. Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I have no idea. It was very strange. Anyway, um, Denzel Washington was there. You're just saying all the people that were in the fight. Yeah, no, no. These are the people. Yeah, like they they, they really they really were hyped them it up. Before. They were kind of interviewing them while they were walking in Paris Hilton. I don't right. even think she knew who won, but I'm sure somebody explained. <laughs> I don't it to think her. she knew there was she a fight. She played a lot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, Denzel Washington, I think he was predicting a knockout with, uh, he thought Mayweather was going to knock out Pacquiao because he said, oh, it's going to be a oh, knockout. A knockout yeah. yeah, and I'm like, no, he doesn't have the power to knock anybody out. You know what I mean? I had a feeling it would go the distance, but... Uh, the distance, but uh, as usual, he's always running away from his opponent. But do you <laughs> believe that he got like $200 million for that fight? Yeah, of course I do. Is that Why unbelievable? I... $200 million. Well, but Irene, the thing is, there hasn't been a fight like that since the old Tyson days where everybody's involved and everybody's into it. Exactly. And I mean, oh. even before that, you would talk about, you know, this was Frazier Ali. I know. So exactly. Frazier Ali, real fighters. I'm sorry. Never think of Walter well, Waits as real fighters. I'm sorry. I okay. No, you're absolutely right. It's like midget wrestling. Saying. I know that's not PC, and I'm sorry if I'm hurting any of the little people out there, but to me... It's exactly the same. Like, come on. I mean, you can't. He was comparing himself to um, uh, Muhammad Ali. Did you hear about that? No. Um, oh, you didn't hear about that? Mayweather was comparing himself. He said he's greater than Muhammad Ali. And <laughs> oh, then, that's why I saw a cartoon about that And then he also started some rumors about Tyson, some rape allegations. Tyson looked very upset. Now, I would not want to piss Tyson off. No. They had a close-up of him. Not at, at any fight. age. At any age. That's exactly right. But, you know, it's... Um, that I don't remember what I was going to say. It was so, I mean, it, the thing is about these fights. They're, they're it's exciting. It is exciting for the whole everybody to be talking about a fight. I love you it. You know, I mean, you always have the Super Bowl mm-hmm. and that, and and that's pretty much it. Nobody mm-hmm. except you and I talk about the hockey players and NBA because we're in the the pool or whatever. Right. But it's mostly the Super Bowl, and then there's nothing else. So to talk about a boxing match for the whole country to be on board, hey, are you going to watch the fight? And what are you yeah. going to watch the fight? I mean, that's old school, awesome. I know it is old school, awesome. and there hasn't been one where like I the last time I paid for one in this apartment, and I and Sarah came over, and my friend Kevin Cash, and mm. even the doorman came up because it was so big. It was a Tyson fight. It was like his last fight. Oh, that is great. Oh man, that is great. Yeah, and yeah. and there's just it hasn't been anything like this. So. Yeah. It was exciting in any well, way, even though the fight... I And quite frankly, I thought it was entertaining. There was a lot of punches and yeah. stuff, even though it's a little lame, but... Yeah, it you know, was a little lame. What do you expect? Because then wouldn't we be also upset if he knocked him out in the third round, too? Yeah. There's really no way to win. And boxing's so corrupt as it is. Yeah, it is you're corrupt. You're expecting I question, trouble. Exactly. I mean, he didn't take this fight five years ago when he was at the prime of his career, but... And then I'm starting to think, like, now they want a rematch? Who the hell's going to pay for that? You know what I mean? 
everyone. Uh, yeah, you really <laughs> we'll pay so? for it. I don't know. I wouldn't pay for will. it again. We don't have anything else. We enjoy the spectacle. Yeah. And it really is when, you know, I watch Rocky all the time. It's on cable all the time. I'd rather see um, Tyson, like, beat the shit out of Mayweather on an alley sure, somewhere. Sure, sure. I would, too. But I'm just, and they did that in Rocky Five. Now, <laughs> but the thing is, when you watch Rocky, you realize that this spectacle has been going on for years. Right. And we just kind of forgot about it. But you're right. It's usually heavyweights are the one. It's yeah. weird that there was such a... A, a you know a big to do about welterweight. That's how much people are starving right. for anybody. Let's get a couple yeah. of good heavyweights going. Whoever. We need yeah. something happening where we need another Tyson or yeah, you right. know an, an Ali. We're, we're and just, where for, are they? Yeah, we're dying for like a superhero. Must be somebody. Yeah, exactly. There has to be some. I don't know. Apparently not. But uh, hopefully, you know, somebody's brewing. You know. Now um, let me move on a little bit. I just okay. wanted to say sure. I, I was talking about uh, musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> Now, as if it could get any worse for me, um, I'm going to see an American in Paris tomorrow on Broadway with my mother. So you can just, um, I just am, I'm coming out, ladies and gentlemen. That's great. That's I, come, I really it. want, <laughs> let's do this right, let's though, just, okay? Let's just, this is let's it. Let's do this right. Um, this is the follow-up podcast to our biggest podcast ever. I'm just going to put it out there, obviously. I'm getting, no, listen, <laughs> the problem that I did was a couple months ago, I saw my, you know, we grew up on this movie called The Bandwagon with Fred Astaire and you know a bunch of people it's a musical Mm. like you know Mm -hmm. from the 50s right so they made a musical about it so I saw it advertised I said to my sister I'm like I bet your mom would like to go to this so we took her (laughs) mom that's right well you should call her mommy Uh, (laughs) so we took her and she had the greatest time ever like she was like so happy and she's never happy she never smiles she never laughs so can you blame this time her? for her birthday when you saw this one, it's another one of those ones where I'm like, we got to take her. So we're all going. <laughs> you are tomorrow? tomorrow night. Is yeah. she excited? Thrilled. Wait a minute. Her birthday's tomorrow? No, her birthday was uh, Hitler's birthday. Same as Hitler's. Makes a lot of sense. Oh, it does make a lot of sense. Uh, so she's a Taurus? <laughs> well, she, on the cusp. She, she's on the cusp. She's always said she's considered herself a Taurus, but we don't know where that comes from. Right, right. It's, it now, although now that since my father died, she does seem more bullish. Really? She does seem more bullish? I think technically she is a Taurus, so she's right. Hitler's birthday, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. She's like the third person that I know born on Hitler's birthday, ironically, who's Jewish. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I'm Hitler serious. was Jewish, you know. Yeah, well, half, right? He loved the Jews. Yes. He just didn't want any competition. Exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm seeing that tomorrow. And, I, you know, oh, so here's what I want to say, you know. A couple of weeks ago, I labeled a podcast called Larry David Juskow because I came on the podcast talking about how I was about to go. The next time you're going to hear from me, I'll have been an opening night at Larry David's play. I think it's called Fish in the Dark. Mm. I was supposed to go with the great Larry Moss, the acting teacher, and my friend uh, Vincent. And how did I know about this? Did you tell me about I pro- this? I think I told everybody. Oh, okay. That's right. I mean, okay. I was bragging about right, it. Right. You were. Okay. Yes. That's how I And knew. then something happened. Uh-oh. And the tickets... We didn't get him. I don't know, because Larry was out of the country, and if he wasn't with us, I guess the, right. the it, it, guy, the, the Scott whole... Rudin, was a jerk-off and the producer, and he gave him away, uh-huh. and we couldn't go. I found out the day of. I was furious. And I was talking to my friend Bob Golden, who actually went. He was calling me for, hey, where are you? I don't see because he was at the after party. He's oh, like, God. I'm saving a seat in the VIP room for you. And I'm oh, like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I was so upset. Right. So my friend Vincent goes, listen, Dave, you know, this happened. I talked to Larry. He's like, when he comes back from Australia, we're going to go. Don't worry about it. So I've been waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Vincent, when, you haven't gone yet without me, right? He goes, no, 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 we're going to go. Yesterday, I find out. Oh, God. 
Are you ready for this? Oh, no. Guess who took my tickets? Oh, no. Went. I knew something was wrong. I was feeling it. It was my psychic vibe. I knew something. Someone wronged you. Well, you're never going to guess who it is, and this is who? classic. Okay, who? Are you ready for this? This is going to jump you out of the blue, people. Oh, God. Who is it? It's Pam Dauber. What? What? Who's Mindy? Pam? <laughs> Shut up. Yes. Who's Pam Dauber? Who doesn't know who Pam Dauber is? <laughs> well, my friend Vincent goes, Well, then that's well, this, okay. Larry took this girl, Pam, and I go, Dauber? That's the first thing I said. He goes, <laughs> you yeah. You are so full of shit. I swear to God. No way. He forgot the name. And I go, Dauber? I don't know why that was. A, I was like, Wait, are you telling me? Because I thought that me? was the most ridiculous thing I could come up with. He goes, oh, yeah, that's right. And she bought her uh, husband, this guy. Uh, he used to be in San Elsewhere. I'm like, Mark Harmon? No yeah, yeah. way. And he, said, he goes, he used to be, this how old this guy is. He goes, he used to be on St. Elsewhere. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, do you mean the guy who has the top television show for the past 10 years on NCIS? <laughs> That guy, but you're remembering his Saint Elsewhere right. days. Okay, that's the the. the I didn't even know they were married. The I didn't even know they were married. I didn't either, but I love her. How old is she now? Who knows? Sixty three. Oh my god! She <laughs> I looked a it up. She actually still looks really good. She, but you know what? He looks better. He does. Whoa. Well, you he's know. a handsome older dude. She's probably not getting anything done. You know? I mean, no, I don't think so. You but know, I, there's a saying. It's called, "If you're born ugly, it's your it's well, it's you know God's fault. Funny. You know what's if funny? If you're still I, ugly after forty, it's your fault." Just remember that. That's good, right? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm Say sorry. Say that again. I like if that. You're, <laughs> if you're born ugly, it's God's fault. If you're still ugly after 40, Breaking news. it's your own Breaking. fault. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it, you know, um, the funny thing is I was looking her up online after because I always, you know, everybody thought she was the cutest and she was. Yeah, she was. Um and they, when, before Robin Williams killed himself, and the reason he killed himself, he was on this show, which I used to watch every day. I don't know why. I never liked Robin Williams. I never cared for him. But he was on a show called The Crazy Ones, which was mm. a sitcom. And he was so angry that he was in the sitcom that his, I guess, career led to this, that was one of the reasons he killed himself. Mm. But I watched every episode, and I really enjoyed it. You did enjoy And I don't it. like Robin Williams, but mm -hmm. I enjoyed him in this show. I thought it was a perfect... It was just enough well, of Why him, didn't you like Robin supporting. Williams, though? He's I just didn't care for his antics. Like, yes, they never made me laugh. Right, it was okay. too much. Okay, I liked yeah. more. It was like, uh, right, right. I didn't really care for anything else. I right. don't know. You know, I just. Yeah, it was sort of like a cocaine energy a little bit. Like, yeah. Mm, and so it was really hard. ADD, I never found ADHD. any of his bits funny. It was funny. hard to follow him. Yeah. You know, he was oh, switching oh, around. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't work for me. It's right, no big right. deal. Okay. I know it yeah, worked no, for other people. I understand. I just, yeah, you know. a lot of people feel the same way. But then he was talented, like in a movie. You might appreciate him as an actor, like I sure. said. You liked him in Mork and Mindy. You just didn't really care for his stand up. Sure, I liked say. a lot of his okay. dramatic work, actually. Exactly. So. so did I. I loved it. But, um, so, yeah, he, you know, I saw so he was looking up, and he and Pam Dorber came in one of the episodes, and I guess I missed it. Something happened with my DVR that day, whatever, and I missed that episode. I was dying to see it, you know, that she comes back. Right. And so anyway, I saw a photo of it, and I saw the two of them together on VCR. the show. Uh, is that what I just said? Oh <laughs> God, damn it! People, showing you your age again, bitch. <laughs> that I listen. It's. I'm sorry. It. I meant DVR. Didn't I say? D Are you sure? I I'm gonna you play said it back. VCR. I hope to okay. God I said DVR. <laughs> I think you're probably right. I did. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. And okay. that puts a halt to the show. <laughs> I've uh. never been more depressed. <laughs> I've never for felt more old. <laughs> um, anyway, I was looking at a, a picture of her and him in the show. And you know how when you see um, the people get together from old shows, mm -hmm. the man always looks pretty damn good. Yeah. And the women are like, oh. No, what happened to I, I, I'm, I'm trying not being sexist. You know right. what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. This was the exact opposite. It was unbelievable. She looks amazing, and he looks old. Mm. I mean, he still looked good. 
But, but he looked old. Right. And she looked amazing. Yeah, but did she get... And I've never seen that. And I did did not look like she had work, I swear. Hey, well, that's how good her surgeon is. You don't know. Well, I mean, maybe. Whatever know? it is. Whatever it is, she looks great. It doesn't matter. She looked you really know, I'm good. All for it, and like it was uh, very wow. impressive. And, uh, you know, it's funny because you always see it, you know, like when you right. when you see like family ties or you'd see Meredith Baxter Bernie oh. was a real oh, can beauty. We please, can we talk about... Her being a lesbian? Um, no, no, not her. <laughs> um, one of the worst cases of beauty gone beast is... Amby Davis? Um, well, that's pretty bad. But I got, I got a, what's her name? Um, um, she was with Tom Cruise in Top Oh, my Gun. God. Um, Kelly McGillis. Oh, my God. Jesus what Christ. What happened to her, sweetie? I don't know. You're so right. Oh it's weird. Like, as my... if something really happened. Like, something yeah, like she... happened like Like, the, like Mickey Rourke shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, like something. something horrible yeah. happened to her. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. But, yeah, those pictures are creepy. Yeah, I see her now, and I can't believe it's her. And another... Uh, 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 Michael Douglas, what, what was his sidekick? Kathleen Turner. Have you seen her recently? Oh, Kathleen Turner. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Oh well, my God. She's Kathleen Turner one. became a joke, and she's actually good about it because she was in right. Friends playing Chandler's yeah. mom as a as a as a father who's now a mom. Oh right. So okay. Good. Good. She's playing with it. She's playing with it. She was gorgeous. Gorgeous. I mean, gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah. You know? a, a stunning beauty, which is why she was in Body Heat. She was cast in that as as a stunning beauty. Unbelievable. A stunning beauty. I mean, both these and in women were. The Stone, Think about it. The in that movie with Michael Douglas, she at the beginning of the movie she wears wearing no makeup, still very pretty because the joke is she gets prettier as the movie goes on. Right, and that's how he falls for her. Exactly. Uh, I mean, besides you know getting you know, nowhere and stuff, but yeah. um, trying again not to be sexist. Uh, but uh, yeah, she, she no makeup and she's yeah. still. I just saw it the other night. Uh, it was on cable yeah. and I was watching it. I'm like, God, she really is beautiful. And then to. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Weird. Those you know, two guess, girls um, have really yeah. taken. I'm glad you're saying hill. this because oh, if God. I said it, people would just be so no, angry. No, I mean I can't believe um, it. Top. Funny you really, should mention yeah. one of the Douglases because it's one of the things I was going to talk about today. Really? Wow, I am psychic. Cameron uh, Cameron Douglas is uh, uh, Michael Douglas's son, and he's in prison uh, for drug use and such. Now there is a book that just came out by a, a lawyer, his lawyer. Uh, her name is Jennifer Ritter, if I pronounced that correctly. And the funny thing is, is that she fell in love with him while he was in jail. Oh, this God. is her lawyer, his lawyer. Right. And bought him drugs uh, because she was so in love with him. And now she's written a book about it. Obviously, you know, it was found out. She got fired from not a lawyer anymore, blah, blah, blah. She wrote this book. The funny thing is, when you read about this, uh, if you look it up, uh, Cameron Douglas. You Sounds know, like and, an and ID lawyer, uh, And she's movie. really pretty. Yeah. But he's pretty good looking. Right. So I can see it, but it's right. still weird. Right. So what did you say? Is that, uh, oh, investigative ID. Investigative discovery. Right, right. I mean, this sounds like exactly a lifetime, like something. Right. Yeah, lifetime. Um, the funny thing is, when you read about it, it turns out that um, he had a an assistant who was also in love with him and found out that his lawyer fell in love with him and like he was dating somebody I mean this guy's in this prison guy's he's like getting Charlie more Manson. action exactly he is exactly. Charles Manson sweetie this is terrible he's getting he's more action in prison than I've had in the past yeah. 10 years and it's making me up furious years Dave shut up <laughs> what do you know but no it's just so, it was just so interesting and the funny thing about these Douglas kids do you remember Eric Douglas I, I do now please I'm a little foggy so help me here Eric Douglas was Kirk Douglas's son okay and he was a comedian do you remember him at all he was insane he was insane was he in anything 
like movie wise. Yeah, I think he was in a couple films, just like this camera, like a couple thing, of yeah. his dad's stuff. Okay, whatever. no, I don't know. He if was I do insane. Him. We knew him through yeah. stand up comedy okay. in the very late nineties, early two thousands. Uh-huh. Okay. Now he was really insane. I thought he was gay, right? And had multiple drug problems. He's dead now. He's dead. Okay. Uh, from drugs, right? But he was insane. I mean, he was heading in that direction. He was going to die sooner or later. Okay. I mean, you, you know, you see these train wrecks. Yeah, yeah. But he you used to do stand up somehow and. He was a little like Robin Williams, like he was a little manic, so he, right. he, was, he wasn't horrible, but he shouldn't have been doing stand-up. Right, you know? right. And we had just all kind of hung out with him. He was Kirk Douglas's son. It was exciting. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know what I mean? So um, if one day... Mm-hmm. Uh, he really got I was the going, short end uh, of the stick, though, wouldn't you say, out of that family? Uh, well, he didn't have to. I know, you're right. I mean, if you're Kirk Douglas's son, that's pretty good. You can yeah, parlay right. that into yeah, something. Yeah, you can parlay I've that. I've always said if my dad was Don Rickles, I think I could have done very well for myself. You <laughs> I know? think so too. Um, I just needed a, a help. You yeah. need help. Somebody to you know, help. Like Ben you. Stiller, like, a, you know, if like, I just like had that. I mean, ben Stiller, there's no doubt he's very talented. But, but you know that that doesn't always work out. Like you said, you it's have true. to also, you know. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Anyway. Um, Eric Douglas, one time I saw him on a, I was going to Aspen, I was doing a show out in Aspen for that HBO festival Mm -hmm. they used to have. Right. And Eric Douglas and I were on the same flight. And Eric Douglas was letting his dog running around. He would carry his dog wherever he went. He's one of those first people that was doing that. Right, right. And the dog was running around the plane, and I I don't, nobody cared. No one cared? Great. Well, they did care. They told him not to do it. And Is this when there was anyway. smoking still on the plane? No, no. How okay. old do you think I am? I, mean, <laughs> I was doing a show. I'm like, yeah, it was so. still the smoking flight, and uh, no, but um, but obviously it was pre nine uh, nine eleven. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, it was probably ninety six, okay. maybe okay. or something right. like that. Okay, that's and okay. his dog was around okay. the plane, so he was acting crazy. And I go, hey, uh, what's going on? Uh, the dog they, or, or, or... Eric or, Douglas. Or, or, he was Eric running Douglas. around. Okay, right. So they kept telling him to shut up. And he wouldn't, and the stewardesses and the staff, whatever. Right. So then I saw him in the back. We were waiting for the bathroom, and I'm like, "Hey, what's up? I saw you at the, you know, at the comedy club." He goes, "How do you know? You you don't even know who I am." And I'm like, "No, I remember we hung out the other night." He was like, "Well, listen, I mean, I'm I'm going crazy here. I don't know what's going to happen when I got off this plane." And I'm like, "What are you What are you talking about?" He goes, "I mean, I don't know how many cops are going to be out waiting for me. I don't know if there's going to be press. I don't know what's going on right now." And I'm like, "What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Why would that?" If you just relax, there's probably not going to be any cops. Right, right. And he's like, well, I don't or know press. that. I don't know. Right. I, I, he's, he's obviously insane. And right. I knew that anyway. Yeah. A couple times we hung out. But being insane on a plane is a completely different kind of insane. Yeah, of course. It's, it's, it's dragging everybody into your, you know, dementia. Right. I mean, and, no uh, you know, back right. nowadays, nobody would put up with it for a second. No. But back then, you, you let it go a little bit. Right, right. So, um They've asked him to sit down multiple times. He just wouldn't listen. Right. So, and all of a sudden, he's seen monsters on the wing. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's on classic. So um, I'm back in the... I'm walking around. I'm talking to the stewardess. And we're in the back just hanging out. We're having a nice conversation. This is what I could do back then. Right. You know, talk to the yeah, ladies. When you were a little bit more normal. <laughs> yeah, and um, and the captain goes, oh, can you, everybody be seated? We're going to hit some turbulence. And I'm afraid of flying. Yeah, well, who so, isn't, Dave? So I go... Speak into the mic when you talk, okay? Oh, don't, I'm sorry. Don't, don't be so relaxed. I know. Right? I was getting a little too comfy. It's true. Uh, so um, anyway, so the, the, the captain comes over. There's going to be turbulence. Can you sit down? And I go to the stairs. I'm like, oh, I hate turbulence. And she goes, you hate turbulence? And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little afraid of it. She goes, well, 
There really is no turbulence. We just said that so Eric Douglas will shut the fuck up <laughs> and let him sit down. No, I'm like, no way. He's like, yeah, don't tell anybody. What an asshole, right? I'm like, he's crazy. Yeah, like, yeah, we don't know what to do about it. He's, but, he's but couldn't that, I know, like, but couldn't that backfire on them? Because turbulence would only raise, you know, hysteria in him. Well, no, but but everybody, every oh, right. plane you go on, so they're right, going right. to say where you might be hitting a little turbulence. turbulence. We never hit any. Yeah, exactly. But they just needed okay. him in a seatbelt. So he ruined the entire every, flight for okay, everybody. That's right. Okay. Well, nowadays, is different because you're mm-hmm. gonna you're gonna quash somebody right away right, right. who's making trouble like right, that right. but you know back then like I said they give a little more so they're saying well let's yeah. do this to see yeah, if they'll stop now and yeah. whatever anyway, did it work we walked it worked a little bit then we mm-hmm. walked out there was there was nobody waiting for him not one nobody. person and, and, was, that, and that was very upsetting for him because maybe he really imagined the letdown I think let that's why he took all those drugs exactly now, how did he die was it suicide AIDS Okay. No, no, I'm kidding. I just made that up. I don't, oh, I don't know okay, why I felt like right. saying that. <laughs> uh, no, drug overdose. Drug overdose. Okay, drug overdose. Okay. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about one. We're, we're, we're almost, we've done an hour. I, I had so much stuff to get to. I, I know. Even I'm got having through. fun. I'm sorry. There's two things I want to talk about. I don't care if the show runs long anymore. Okay, let's let's just do this. Let's talk about it. There's two things I want to say. Uh-huh. First, I want to talk about, have you heard about the Draw Muhammad contest that this wonderful lady... Pamela Geller put together in Texas last week. No. She had a contest called Draw Muhammad. You know, the prophet uh-huh, that you're not uh-huh, allowed uh-huh. to draw. Right, 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 right. By the way, here's the winning picture. Let me see that. Oh, my gosh. Um, I, I, I need glasses. This is Oh, so well, then that's not good right now. Here. I can't see. Let's, can you, you read see. that to me, the little blurbs? The little blurb says, you can't draw me. And it's like a, kind oh. of a sh- <laughs> okay. you know, yeah. turban with a yeah, knife. Yeah, I can see that part. I'm not and that And then the person is drawing and says, that's why I draw you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, this Pamela Geller, she's like uh, here in the city. Uh-huh. And she put together a Draw Muhammad, which is balls uh, yeah, to the wall Brilliant, shit. right. And they had security. Two idiots, jihad idiots, got mm-hmm. out of the car. With guns and a traffic shot, co- uh, traffic cop shot them both. So there was no trouble. There was trouble, but it was right. Right, it was squashed. Squashed right away. Um, right away. So it was awesome. Right, and she it did it. And uh, some people are saying, you know, a lot of Muslims are saying that's not right. But she's just saying, I don't have any problem with Islam. I have a problem with political Islam, which everybody does. Right, exactly. And you know what? The really interesting thing about it is. This is a great way to draw out these because apparently these exactly. two guys that came out Ex- were on the FBI Acne list. Out of the skin, exactly. You're extracting. Exactly. You keep doing this stuff. Have yeah. some people waiting, and if these get, idiots get are going to come up out. and actually yeah. hit it, exactly. You know, like. Wow, they're not as smart as we thought they were, huh? Well, that's. I had to give them a little credit, a little more credit. Well, some I need of them to. Are. Wow, I mean, but it was cool, and she's doing this like you know, screw it, the French thing that happened uh-huh. and everything, and right, she's exactly. like, well, in your face, which is really. Je suis Charlie. And she's the one that put on those uh, ads on the subway and everything uh, that recently, um, you know, direction. She's not, we're trying not to direct anything at Muslims. You know, it's just the jihad stuff. Right. The people that want to kill you. Yeah, exactly. For drawing where, you know, you could just say, I'd appreciate if you wouldn't draw that because it's disrespectful. Right. Instead of just terrorism, saying, now we're gonna I think that's what we're trying to squash. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So it was Pamela Geller. Wow, hand T- it Pamela Geller. I really need to stop um, paying attention to sports and 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 start really <laughs> yeah, looking at other stuff. Sports is awesome. Okay, great. Now uh, let's just. Uh, I want to tell you one other thing. The TV portion, even though it's an hour later. I love that song, Dave. I have to tell you that um, the Avengers came out. Mm, Age I love of the Ultron. Mm. Now. Ultron, I found out, I don't know whether you know, hmm. is voiced by James Spader. No way. Doesn't he have enough work right. already? Well, now normally, 
I have been asked to voice James Spader. So I'm furious <laughs> that he was available for this. <laughs> but the show Community, which was on NBC but now airs mm -hmm. on Yahoo, asked me to do the Spader on that show, which just aired three weeks ago. Are you serious? Yeah, and here's me as Spader, as the doing the Spader voice on Community. I said we're quite a team. Here's the coffee. Let me know if there's anything else I can do to help. We could use some fresh eyes on this cut. We could? Has anyone told you you're difficult to work with? Everyone in your line of work. This is Ruffles. She'd like you to believe she's a college graduate and a good girl. But Ruffles is anything but. When Ruffles moved into her neighborhood in 2007, dead squirrels went up by 17%. Coincidence? Ask this button. <laughs> Ruffles stole cookies from a Girl Scout, impersonated a lobster, has had 27 children with five different fathers, and according to one local doctor, has worms. Ruffles <laughs> might claim she doesn't. Ruffles claims a lot of things. Maybe that's why Ruffles once spent time on death row. <laughs> Ruffles, not a lobster, not a student, not a good dog. Paid for by Humanity versus Ruffles. I originally wanted the voiceover to be a James Earl Jones impersonator, but the James Spader impersonator turned out pretty good. That's me doing that. Now, I'm not happy with that <laughs> performance. Thank you. Oh, bravo. I'm not happy with it because I think they sped up my voice and they needed me to put it in a time constraint. And you can't ask James Spader to do that. The whole point of James Spader mm. is talking slow. That's the gag. Right. So it's so so it bothers me yeah. because this is the way it's supposed to be. Lizzie, one time I was in uh, the. I, I'm getting it wrong. Right. I can't think of it. I was in the African jungle, and quite frankly, I had the greatest margarita I've ever had in my life and I don't mind telling mm -hmm. it's got to be slow right, and specific right. but I think they even but, sped it up right. enough to fit into the thing so it kind of bothers I, I, me it also no I think it's really good and I see what you're saying but I think it's more dramatic with the speed up because now Ruffles there's more emphasis on Ruffles right and it's about doing. a dog they're I trying feel, to say that they exactly, put this dog through college but it's exactly. a bad dog yeah I think it's more dramatic and it's more emphatic when when it's sped up a little bit but I see what you're saying they should have not I mean this was your your I don't James understand. Spader? Why are you asking James Spader right, to exactly. do what I can completely do for exactly. a lesser price? Crazy, you know? Why is James Spader being Ultron? What's he doing? So I haven't seen the movie. Is it like this? Listen, I just, I really don't care for you superheroes. <laughs> I mean, what are you, what are you going to hulk up now? What am I going to get you angry? Bruce Banner is going to be doing some shit. I mean, what's, what's going on here? What are, what are we really talking about? Right, right. Yeah, it doesn't make any what sense What do you think? I can be Ultron. That's what I'm saying. What a waste Ultron. of time. You could, could save some money, you know, not go over budget. This would be great, you know? But That's no. all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. You could be Ultron. I know that and you know that. And this whole podcast knows that, okay? <laughs> Thank you, Irene. You're, You're welcome, sweetie. Well, I think we've come to the end of the... I mean, seriously, that was a pretty quick hour, right? I mean... I had a blast. I'm not going to lie. I always do when I do your podcast because you, my dear, are a keeper. And guess what? If you were Don Rickles' son and it didn't work out, then you'd be really depressed. I just That's thought I'd throw that out too. there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look at Jerry Lewis's kids, they're a mess. Yeah, but it seems like Don Rickles is a good man. You know, it's like because um, I think Attell knows his son. He says oh he's a good God, guy. Really? Larry Rickles. I think his Larry name's Larry Rickles. Is he a comic? I think he's a manager. Oh, my not God. sure. But Jerry Lewis no is kids. I don't know him. Gary, uh, what's his name? Gary Lewis and the Playboys, his band oh, that he would God. only have in the telethon, which is now canceled. So Jesus, that was his only gig. Terrible. So you know what, Irene? What? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> that could have ended as just as bad. Yeah, exactly. 
Anyway, listen, we didn't even get to um, um, you know our pool with our NBA and our NHL, but I will tell you this, that um, you're doing horribly. Why am I doing horribly? Uh, you're in last place. We really? are combining. I'm in the- last place, Dave. For real? <laughs> yeah. Last place. Yeah, you're horrible. Your picks are horrible. What about this week's this week's picks? Well, it's still going on. Oh, good. I did good this week. My, I think our I friend did good. Kenny is at 33, oh, and Liza Minnelli's publicist Scotty is at 31. He's okay. in second place. You know what? This is the thing. I don't want you to start bragging every email who's first, who's second, because then it makes me feel bad. We'll make better picks. Okay. Well, you just said you know everything I about sports. I stepped up my game. I did. This, you and your pendulum week. pick better get right. it together. Forget pendulum. I'm going to use my my knowledge. That's it. I think I, I well, made some Your knowledge prudent, seems to stink. No, my knowledge is pretty good. <laughs> I made some prudent decisions in, uh, in, in this uh, last one, and I'm going to draw Muhammad. I'm on oh, it. listen, just uh, really okay. quickly, Irene will be at the Greenwich Village Colony Club tonight when you get this. Wednesday, May 13th, she will be in Staten Island, the Nuremberger Beerhausen. And Friday, May 29th at 1030, the Brokeridge Comedy Club. It's called the live show, right? That's uh, like a one-night-only thing, isn't it, something? What? Uh, the brokerage? Um, I don't know what it's called. Is there a name? I don't know. Anyway. I should know. Irene, thank that. you so much for coming, everybody. I love you, Dave. I'll see you next week on the podcast. Woo!